Cold Film Interview, the podcast where we discuss the films you love but no one else gets and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, we found a book that brings demons to life. It possesses our friends and will do whatever it will take to kill us. No, we're not talking about the Evil Dead. No, no, we're talking about Equinox. So let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> Where in the hell are we? I'm so sure. Want a date? Listen, sister, if I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you. This whole thing is turned into a theatrical mockery. You understand that, Mike? Stop eating my sesame cake. Just look like you like me, and let's span time, all right? No. It snakes after this pig. Wolfman's got nards. What did I say? No jelly rolls. What are you going to do to me, Daddy? And you can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. Because, hey, motherfucker. All right, guys. Thanks for joining the cult tonight. We really appreciate it. I'm your host, Cody Everett. Uh, do me a favor. Head over to uh, iTunes. Leave us a review. We'll give you a shout out at the end of the show. We have zero to do today, but that's okay. Uh, then head over to, I know, I, you wanted to say shout out. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, then head over to our Redbubble store at redbubble.com. Search CFI in the search bar. CFIR in the search bar. It would help if you search all of it. And then also or search Cult Film Shop. It'll pull up our shirts. You can get the classic logo. You can get, there's tons of them on there. There's like 12 of them. But the classic logo is a hot seller. So go check that out. Uh, and then in September, I believe 21st, we will be at Film Bar uh, talking about, I think we're gonna. Do, are we doing the burbs? Can we just? We're gonna say we're doing the burbs right now. I think it's official. Yeah. So we're gonna officially uh, be showing the burbs. So don't miss that. As always, I am joined by Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going? Chris Willenbeck. Hey, what's up? And Michael Salustio. Hi, everybody. Did I say your name weird? Did I say Willenbeck? I don't know. I Chris feel like Minima. <laughs> want the correct pronunciation? Yeah. Go back to the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Episodes one through one fifty nine. I've been messing it up for a while now. <laughs> Tonight we're talking about Equinox. It was directed by Jack Woods and Dennis Muren, who was not credited. It came out in nineteen seventy. Had a budget of sixty five hundred dollars. Currently sits at a thirty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes and was Mike's pick. Mike, yeah, why'd you pick Equinox? So I probably I stumbled on this film about a year ago. Um, I was just like, I think it was just like on a message board or something like that. And just like looking at films people are mentioning and, um, the name of this film comes up and I kind of like log it in my head. Like, all right, maybe I should check this film out. Uh, like a few weeks later, I, I decide I'm going to try out a film struck, uh, uh, subscription. Membership? Yeah. yeah. Membership. Sure. Yeah. And uh, it's on there. It's like it's showing as like one of the, like a double feature with like I think the blob 1968 or something like that. And I'm like, cool, man. Let me, let me check this out. And I'd already had a few to drink. So why not? <laughs> so um, I watched it and I remember just thinking in my mind, like, this is a film we have to cover. But I didn't know if I wanted to buy uh, four copies of it for everyone to share or just buy one. I don't so, know, dude. Like, you- yeah, so I picked this <laughs> film. I picked this film because I the timing was right, I says. Had anyone seen or heard of Equinox before Mike picked it? Chris? No. Nope. Uh, I had heard the name Equinox, but I think it was a later movie, like a 90s movie. You're Maybe you're thinking of, of the, the spring, actual Equinox. Yeah, the spring Equinox. Yeah. Maybe you think of the science. <laughs> I don't know what I'm thinking of, but I definitely wasn't thinking of this. <laughs> thinking of science. Yeah. Your, I, wait, wait I, isn't your birthday March 21st? No. What is it? The 8th. It's March eighth. No, yeah, fine. I thought you were. I thought you were born on the spring equinox. Spr- oh, no, that would have been cool though. I had also never even heard of this film until last week. Uh, nor had I, you know, seen it. So, Kyle, had you? Yeah, I had heard of it um, a couple of weeks ago when when Mike asked me to put it on the Plex server. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was my way of getting around buying four copies of the DVD for everybody. <laughs> yeah, no, I never heard of it before that. Yeah, I had never heard of this. Even brought up, and I was kind of shocked to, to find out that this movie like influenced. I mean, not shocked because after I watched it, it made sense to me, but it influenced George Lucas. Had an influence on him. Yeah, he praised it. Yeah, he praised. He's it. He's a fan. Somebody else praised it. I can't. Uh, remember. Ray Harryhausen. Right. Ray right. Harryhausen, which I mean, yeah. makes sense. Yes, I didn't know makes this was going to be like a Criterion film. Me either. Didn't see yeah. that coming. It was up the only either. place you could find it was Criterion. So, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting though, because when you see, you know, what does that say to you when you see a Criterion logo come up? Like, uh, oh, probably not gonna like this. <laughs> no, <laughs> really? just, no, just kidding. It makes me think like there's probably more to this than I know. Yeah, you know? yeah. 
or must yeah. be important. I, I guess like maybe pick, is how I feel. They about pick it. films that are based, <laughs> e- even if it's not like a classic. Like I mean, look, I mean, they they pick important. They pick important films. They don't necessarily yeah. pick it just because it's an Oscar winner or right. something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, and I was shocked to find out that this film was actually made in 1970. That blew my mind. But yeah, no, it was released in 70, so it was, was it? made in like they 68? made a short of it in 68, and they brought another director in to come and film a little bit more footage to make it a full like. Well, you had you had to. Yeah, <laughs> you need more running. Yeah, I need a lot more running. A lot more back and forth. Yeah. yeah. Can I get some more running? And okay. get... I took three steps. That's not a run. Here's another Could thing I need. stopped or walked or... I can't <laughs> wait till we talk about the running Stumbled? in this movie. <laughs> We're talking about it now. No matter how much running they do, and if it's through water, they're never wet. Understand me. <laughs> yeah. Get my, this correct. This is my, my favorite bit is the beginning when... Uh, we we see the main character who's running away. There's there's a very obvious scene where his loafers are coming off and he's running <laughs> and you can see it it's like sticking out an extra six inches off of his foot and he's <laughs> hobbling to keep his shoe yeah. on. Oh, Dude, God. He was he was so afraid he ran out of his shoes, Kyle. Well, he almost did. He, he, <laughs> it's he called ca- acting. He caught him. He caught his shoes. He caught him. So it's, method. So very method. Good. Yeah, they weren't changing that cut. No. He was like, keep it. Why do you guys think- We only have one. Every frame was left Why do you think this would be considered an important film? Like, why would- Yeah, that's kind of what I was gonna like thinking, because, you know, when you think Criterion, it's got to be maybe an important thing, but coming away from it- You know, the thing I, I, I took away from this film was that, like, you know, thinking about 1968, thinking about films that were happening then, I, I do feel like this film is- you know, it's kind of like a it's kind of a bold vision. It's kind of a bold concept. I ooh, I kind of disagree because uh, around this time we're getting like much more hardcore horror than this. No, I mean, yeah, ba- barely. I don't think that this is this film is picked because it's a hardcore yeah. horror. I don't think that either. But I think I, I think but I think I, a lot no, of the no, concepts. No. I think a lot of the dialogue is it feels a lot a, a little bit more modern. Then, then other films come out in the late sixties. Like oh God, I, don't I think disagree. So. Man. I don't think so. <laughs> I feel like I this don't know. Is, I felt. I like... watched this and I was like, "What fucking nineteen fifties film am yeah. I watching?" <laughs> yeah. I don't know the way the the way that the dialogue between like the dude and his 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 uh, girlfriend was like real. I don't know. It was it was real nineteen fifties. It didn't feel it. No, it, it like fit. come on, Cheryl. We can't be late. No, he kept calling her an idiot, a dumb, stupid. Yeah. Quit being stupid and shit like that. And I don't know. It just felt yeah, a little different about right for, for even yeah. the nineteen fifties. I think <laughs> yeah. actually, I don't know, man. I feel like there's not a single fifties horror film that doesn't start with "I saw a ghost." Shut up, woman. <laughs> She must be hysterical. Guys, everybody get her some water. <laughs> Turn her to the bed. It, did, it didn't go to that far. It didn't go to that far, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Anybody else is going to even attempt to offer an I, idea? I honestly think it's kind of the story and where other films that uh, that were influenced by this film took off. I I what? I, I think that's I think, pretty much what I said. Was like this was the the story and the 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 was kind of a bigger concept. I think what made what makes this film seem important is like the sheer ambition to do the stop motion animation, claymation, such a cheap budget, like so like really low budget. It looks like scrapped together film think, in a I lot think, of places. Like, I don't know. Maybe there's it just took maybe it took a lot to get this movie. I made. mean, if you think about the films that this film influenced, like you kinda maybe put together the fact that this was their first like introduction to like a weird guerrilla filmmaking type of thing. You know? I mean they made this for sixty five hundred dollars. Right, they have Which, stop motion, big creatures. Yeah, um, but there's a lot. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot of low budget sci-fi Disney horror castles. films from the '60s that that kind sure. of chase chase a bigger concept. But I, this I, one, this one ends up in midnight movie selections all over the nation. And you're a young filmmaker, and you you say, "What's the price point?" And you're like, "Oh crap!" It's the same. Like El Mariachi is not like. Are you asking me, like, did it do anything groundbreaking that I can't see in other old films from the 70s? Nobody, Not really. Nobody asked you that, but no, sure. No, no. But, but what I'm saying is, is like... <laughs> That film is influential not because it right. it broke the mold with a- action. It's What's because you made it for like three thousand. What, what I'm hearing from all of you is what I started this with. Is I th- I think I said that it was uh, a bigger film. It was a bigger concept that it went after. No, no. What I'm saying is is be I think like I feel like that's influential to somebody seeing I, somebody go for some big high concept idea. No one disagreed with you except for Cody. I that just would true. like one to stand. Okay, I take it back. You're good. Uh, I think it was more or less like. That better films are influenced by this film, and which makes it important. Like you wouldn't have other films if it wasn't for this film. Doesn't mean that it's a great film, but it did influence some people. So you think? And I don't think it's like I don't even think it's really that grandiose of a story. No, it's it's not. It's really not. 
Like it's not a high. It's, it's not. Actually it's actually kind of confused. Like it's it's kind of so simple and weird that it's just like, well, is this is it? Like well, wait, this is all there which is. Which brings to us it? to a great point. Yeah, but I love the idea that they're doing though with like yeah you, you you first of all you have this book that is like this ba- essentially what becomes the book of the dead in later films. But you have you have yeah this this book that is this this source of summoning demons and creatures they play with ideas of like alternate realities phasing mm-hmm. in and out like I, I think there were some pretty cool concepts in here there and is, yeah that yeah. they they bring in that they bring in the stop motion on such a budget yeah with speaking of the story though we should probably just figure out what that story is it's probably time for plots with mike good i luck, don't know mike. i feel like kyle did a pretty good job now <laughs> um yeah you know equinox Get excited, Mike. We're always celebrating Guys, the title. Equinox. <laughs> um, it stars. Uh, see, and this is this is. I think this is a funny story. It stars uh, these four kids that go out into the woods and look for this doctor, right? But the way I understand it, it's really two dudes: a guy that says, "I'm gonna bring my girlfriend along," and then the other guy goes, "Does she have a friend?" <laughs> no, it's the other way around. How is it? It was, Doesn't he... I need to go look for the doctor. Cool, I'll come with. I'll bring my girlfriend. And then he's like, but I'll bring someone for you so you don't feel left out. Yeah, it's such a That's weird, like... like... The guy the guy sitting there is like, I'm just looking for my doctor friend. They're but... on an important mission. They decide to bring dates. I don't know about important missions. <laughs> it's very, like, Hardy Boys feeling. <laughs> yeah, but still. <laughs> it's still, I'm not going to be like, you know what's a good first date? Like, let's look for my doctor friend in the woods. <laughs> he might be dead. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where my doctor friend. Oh is. shit! His house is collapsed, and his body's probably in <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> Karen, picnic? go look. You want to have the picnic, picnic here or like that way? By the way, how's the date going? Yeah, a picnic <laughs> Would slash do, like manhunt. Too early to ask if we, we could do this again. Um. Anyways, like so they're going around looking for the doctor. Like Cody said, they come across the cabin. It's imploded. Um. They have no idea where the doctor go has went. Um. They come across a uh, park ranger by the name of Osmond Diaz, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's how you pronounce it. <laughs> and Artemis? Uh, Artemis? Adamus? Osmond Diaz? Osmond Diaz. Anyways. Osmond Diaz? I think so. <laughs> Osmond Diaz. Osmond Diaz. Oh, His name you. is Osmond Diaz. Who's this? Bless yeah, you. it is Osmond Diaz. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, after they meet this park ranger, they uh, come across uh, this old man in a cave who has a book. And they give them this book, and they read from the book, and all of a sudden, demons are unleashed, and they're basically trying to, I guess, survive through this onslaught, I guess we can call it, of demons. <laughs> of terror? <laughs> On terror. Uh, that then later uh, involves, like, the devil and all kinds of things. They just get deeper and deeper into it. They just get deeper and deeper into yeah. that satanic life. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that Satan life. And that's pretty good. It. I think that's 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 this okay. Movie? I really, yeah, I really it's don't know what else to say. It's and Satan. Yeah. Yeah, this movie should have been called My So-Called Satan Life. Yeah. That's really what it should have been called. <laughs> Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about the Equinox. I discovered that there is a boundary which can appear at every bidding of the fiends which dwell within. Now I have found too late that this borderline, this Equinox between worlds... There's no barrier to him who possesses this book of the damned. Blinded by curiosity, I chose a desolate area to challenge the ancient oracle. And on that deserted hillside, I entered into the unholy world. And we're back. We're talking about the Equinox 1970 Mike's pick. Let's talk about these opening credits. Uh, I believe Kyle brought up a good point earlier when we were prepping <laughs> for the show here. Uh, it's very long opening credits. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of clocks. There are a lot of clocks. Yeah, every every variety of clock and 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 clock weight you could yeah. imagine is featured, and it pertains in no way to the film. Yeah, that's that was my question. What do clocks have to do with the movie Equinox? I think it was part of it was just look how long this is taking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, there is an Equinox clock. It says, "Oh, look at that! What's it do? Tell me why it's so special." Made up of simple parts. Oh, mm. simple parts. Combination of fine design and precision make it a gem. Of are a you? Time are you just reading? The, are you reading their ad? <laughs> so that are. sounds. That sounds like they gave Joe over in uh, credits department the title of the film, yeah. and he just kind of ran with it. Yeah. 
Equinox, it's about time, it's right? It's about time, right? Sounds about right. Well, I have this time machine in show credits just laying here. I guess put the other credits on top. We never use this cut. <laughs> <laughs> they said too many clocks. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on time machine? Give what me was a I break. supposed to expect? So I shot 45 minutes of clocks. <laughs> Who knows they weren't going to take 44? <laughs> Go on. Then, so sorry. the beginning of the film ends. Or the beginning of the film starts with the end of the film. And we're kind of then thrust into the story of how this all got started because our main character runs on a road and gets hit by a, a devil car. Yeah, phantom, driving, phantom vehicle, which was pretty cool actually. Oh, yeah. I always wondered how they make the like the break, right? the brake go down. You watch the Herbie, the gas pedal. They just pull on the throttle yeah. cable from under the hood. Yeah, gotcha. okay, sick. Well, there you go. Now I know. I don't have to look it up. Yeah, you nah. <laughs> didn't even have to Google that now one. You can use it in your next short film. I, I don't have to do it with modern <laughs> cars because it's a, like electronics now. Hey, you don't but pull on it. Back no then, cable. back then it was just a cable. Nice. So we're in, we're we're introduced to David Fielding. David Fielding is a, is he an archaeologist student? Man, what I couldn't tell geology. what he was. I thought geology. he was like geology, a, like a student. Yeah. But he yeah. is a student. And he, um, a geology student. Yes. I mean, the, can we? Like, I feel let's like he's forty two. Let's, let's yeah, be let's say student is loose because his <laughs> his uh, his close shots. Yeah. That guy was old. That was old as fuck. He looked like he was late forties. I can still play twenty. <laughs> <laughs> And they're out. They're they're out. They're, he's basically got to go find Doctor Waterman, who's out in the woods somewhere. Mm-hmm. And the only reason he knows this is because a pigeon with a bell flew over. That's my favorite flying kitchen. You're getting oh, confused again. <laughs> Are you serious? No, it was a joke. <laughs> Fucking Chris. That's God really dang it, Chris! Look at but, him. But it is like the same. Same it, it is kind of like the same situation. It'd be funny if 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 in the wiki thing you saw that too. Who was just like the director of Equinox. Was inspired by Master of the Flying Guillotine. <laughs> made, made ten years later, <laughs> he, he had a dream, he had a dream. <laughs> and he could see the future of cinema. <laughs> That's what all the clocks are about. That's exactly what which, all the clocks showed are about. in a cryptic <laughs> opening sequence with a bell on a bird. That makes sense. Jesus. So basically, <laughs> basically Doctor Waterman, Doctor Waterman's found this book, and he, he's got to. Get... How does he notify the kid? I forgot. He calls him right. He awesome. calls him. Yeah, he calls him up, and they're at a him and his friend are at like a speakeasy. It looks like, and they're on the phone, and that's when he finds out he's got to go find Doctor Waterman. That's well, they're clearly too young to drink. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Cody. Like, like we mentioned earlier, they decide to take dates on this quest. Yeah, who who wouldn't? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great place. Let's go find her dead friend. Is like a great look. Yeah. Look how many how many first dates have you had? You just did the same old thing. Yeah, you go got to bite to eat. Yeah. Maybe a few drinks, taking a film, taking an early show. Yeah. You know, maybe it goes <laughs> that way. You have the opportunity to take your your first date to the wilderness, yeah. to the desert on a shitty picnic, potential murder site, looking for <laughs> dead body, looking for a missing persons. <laughs> and it spirals out of control and turns into like a, a a mystery involving a book that summons demons. You, you're getting some summoning the supernatural elements, yeah. which that comes as they are. Uh, so they basically they stumble upon the uh, doctor's uh, uh, Waterman. Yeah, Doctor Waterman's house. I don't know if it's house. Yeah, his cabin, like his cabin, his summer cabin. We'll say cabin. Mm-hmm. His summer cabin. It's or... his cabin in the woods. If there is woods, which has imploded. <laughs> Which yes. the park ranger does not seem, he's not like, really concerned about it. Yeah. Oh, no. We no. haven't really, have we introduced the park ranger yet? Because I well, this long. Yeah, we did try to figure out how to say his name for long introduction for him. He just kind of, no, he just kind of shows up. Hey, Bob. <laughs> no, he no, the whole time they're wandering through, the through. once they park their car, he's basically voyeur, voyeuristically watching them through the vines of the trees, like peering through leaves, watching <laughs> them. And well, so you're really doing his bus. job? And I'm thinking yeah. like, what park ranger doesn't just announce himself? Licking his Lips. What park ranger walks? I'm sorry. What park ranger walks around the park going, "Hey, I'm the park ranger." Just so you know, it's probably some of the first people he's seen in a while, Cody. Not, no, not for Amadeus. Osmond. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, we're gonna call him wrong name all the whole the whole park ranger. He's he's out there and he's he's uh he's in and out of this film quite a bit. Uh, he's got some killer eyebrows. Very dark eyes, smoky eyes, some would say. Yeah. Um, and he, you can tell he's very mischievous from the beginning of the film. And uh, <laughs> very mischievous. Mischievous? Mischievous. With a hard T. Very yeah. mischievous. mischievous. 
like mysterious and mischievous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, he's both of those things. He is, though. He is. That's why I got the words, because I was thinking both things, yeah, Chris. came out. Mischievous. <laughs> just yeah. fell out. So he, he, he just basically, you know, he, he reminds him not to litter, and then he just kind of goes on his way. Yeah, he's a shady yeah. character. Which I thought was interesting, because he, so, I thought his first introduction was interesting, because he sees them get out of the car, he sees the group of four, and then the one girl who stops to, like, fix her shoe some reason doesn't see the the that her friends taking a left and she just decides I'm just gonna walk around this tree where yeah, I would have seen them things like that I would have yeah. seen them pass by but I'm just gonna take this path anyway yeah. and when he meets them he's not like where's your other friend it's like that's what I was wondering like why isn't he curious he's been watching them we know he's been watching them doesn't say Cody do you have an answer no I don't I okay. don't because I get really lost in this film as far as what happens after this. Uh, because it just seems like a scene after scene of forest and running. <laughs> <laughs> like it just all blends together. Evil, evil doesn't need answers, guys. It doesn't. It really. doesn't need to make sense. Somehow they end up in a cave. I don't. Does anyone remember how they end up in the cave? Yeah, they're looking Here. for the castle. Yeah. Oh, and they hear the laughing. Yeah, they're right. in the cave, which is creepy as fuck. Which I will say that. Yeah, they they were looking for a castle in the middle of. Uh, the yeah. middle of they see know, a castle, the California desert, yeah. California like where plains. castles, where yeah. all castles are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a medieval Hills. hut. Yeah. You ever seen a castle? I believe they call them missions in California. <laughs> and then on. they hear the laughing coming from the cave. Is that yes. correct? Yes. And I remember the laughing from the cave because like, that is fucking terrifying sounding. I would never investigate Definitely. that. Yeah. Well, no, no, they don't either. They kind of run off and then they gotta build shit. Like they're very resourceful. These kids. Yeah. They go and build like torches before they go in there because yeah. they're like, we gotta have some torches. Can't see. Why shit. do they feel compelled to go in there when there's like maniacal because, I, laughing? I think because David thought it was uh, Doctor Waterman. Okay. Well, yep. But it's not. No. Yeah, maybe this backstory where Waterman's like, you know, he's a real cut up. He likes to laugh a lot. It's a crazy old man with a book. Yeah. In the darkness, mind you. In the you. darkness. And by the way, dressed dressed like he just <laughs> pulled the entire J. Crew <laughs> catalog off the rack and wore it for the first day. His Dude, clothes are that clean flannel. as fuck. That flannel <laughs> was pressed. It's just like the whole LL Bean catalog. Yeah, there were some there were some there were some creases on the this, shoulders. This scene though, particular, this is what I want to talk about earlier. When I watched this scene, this yeah. cave scene, this is what it happened. I was laughing my fucking ass off through this whole scene. And I don't know if it was so contagious because of this creepy old man <laughs> in this scene that is just smiling and saying the most idiotic things and like these kids are just going along with it like they see no danger in this <laughs> like, in this person and I'm like this is such a fucking creep. One of them finds a dead this body. This is Freddy Krueger before he got burned dude like this is fucking creepy and like <laughs> I like the, my favorite line there's no way he can hurt us yeah exactly like, there's no way I was no and I said out loud I, this is so grown worthy I said out loud like there's no way he can hurt us that's everything that I would think about this guy <laughs> it's definitely like, if I see an old man in a cave laughing maniacally I'm like the first thing I'm thinking is but this, this guy's probably gonna fucking hurt me <laughs> I was laughing so hard during this scene that I felt euphoric like because it was I don't know what it was but it was is a combination of things that just like made me lose it. And I was this. like, that's kind of actually why I, when I first saw the film, I was kind of like, I got to pick this film because there was a part of me that felt like some of the choices in this are so bad that it's like Mono's hands of fate bad. Like there were moments where I'm like, there's some really, really yeah. atrociously bad acting. Oh God! Yes, like the whole movie. directorial choice, like it's just so bad. Yeah, and I was really surprised that this movie doesn't come up as like the so bad it's good categories. I think it got a riff tracks treatment. Yeah, but Manos is just like garbage. This is there's scenes in here that are at least interesting. That's what the interesting and kind of is, and, yeah. and, and like and some of the filmmaking. Like I mean, we haven't talked about technical, but like right. some of the cinematography is like fine. Yeah, like Manos is <laughs> terrible. Some That's some the, the weird thing about is it. Okay, fine. yeah, like there's <laughs> nothing really wrong some, with it. That's the, and that's I think is the reason why it's not like in that league. Yeah, which like makes me wonder sometimes because it's like they let's be honest, they really sacrificed acting for like whatever they else they oh, spent yeah. the $6500 on oh, on stop motion animation. <laughs> Let's be honest, like they were never going to pay anybody for acting yeah, in this I, film, you know like, what I mean? I mean, it is 
It is pretty bad. Oh. And the writing is terrible, too. Oh, it's awful. Those yeah. two things are the worst thing yeah. about this movie. Yeah, that's where I, that's where I saw the, the George Lucas influence. I was like, oh, man, he Come loved on. the way this was written. <laughs> he must have loved the way this wah, was written. He's <laughs> oh, like, man. Cody tries to make is... a cut. Yeah, so getting into uh, some of the acting, because I do want to talk about David Fielding, who is our main character. Uh, that's not the actor's name. That's his character name. Mm-hmm. Is probably one of the worst actors I think I've ever seen in a fucking <laughs> movie. Really, like, it, it, and I don't even know if it's laugh-worthy or if I'm just like, man, what the f- Whoa. <laughs> like, you're just irritated well, yeah, I was by like, him? Yeah, I was like, yeah, he's I was, annoying. I was. Yeah, he was pretty bad. We just got to read the book. We got to find the doctor. Got to have the book, the doctor. <laughs> yeah, I was so irritated with his mindset, you know? It's like, it well, if, if we leave, somebody else might find the doctor. Like, <laughs> that's the point, I think. Yeah, yeah that's cool. <laughs> that's fine. Like, I don't know why you have to be the one. You like, if like... we don't take the book, somebody else will make <laughs> and the not discovery. To mention, not like... to mention, when he is the one who finds the doctor. You're fighting a monster. Leave. <laughs> when he's the one who finds the doctor, they kill him. Yeah. <laughs> He hits his head on a rock and he dies. I think it's really, I, I love this scene. I like how he books it in that scene, though. He really picks up some Who, the speed. doctor? Or no, the... David. David, David, David yeah, like, he fucking moves. That's how they, they went, what they did is they went down to the track and that's how they cast it for the part. <laughs> Who yeah. here can fucking run their balls off? <laughs> that guy? some fucking slippery ass loafers, under four though, two. That's what I was most impressed um, with. They were moving in loafers. Yeah, those are slick. <laughs> no, dude, those, they had, they had um, cleats on them. My favorite, <laughs> my, like, one of my favorite lines in this film is right after... Uh, Dr. Waterman cracks his head open and then like Jim is like but it's not your fault like yeah. you didn't cause this and I remember just thinking like yeah you kind of fucking did yeah. man <laughs> like, so did I who, ta- who tackles somebody in like fucking river rock yeah. <laughs> that shit's slick and you fucking kinda, hard you kind of killed that old man yeah. uh, don't listen to Jim not that Jim is the nicest it, Jim is a fucking dick Jim is an asshole oh man yeah the whole time it's like he brings his girlfriend who he hates <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he, just, he just brings it worth Can so I he has somebody to fucking beat on. Absolutely despises <laughs> in every way. Yeah. Can I be honest? She's kind of easy to hate. She's oh, a, she's annoying. Know. All the like, I'm gonna say all four of them are, are annoying. easy to hate. Yeah. Yes, that's what I mean. Not, I did not like, have I, a, I really didn't have a problem with the other girl until she was like required to start acting. Oh, when she got possessed? Yeah, yeah. She and was, I real was good. like I was like, oof, that's a little rough. But other than that, I mean, she did a good job being quiet and. <laughs> Just existing in the scene. I want to talk okay. about some of the weapons that they use in this film. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right? Symbols? Yeah. So the the thing that hurts these demons are like just symbols, like religious symbols, essentially. Yeah. Right? Yes. And like they see this when they open up the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are you going to say what I think you're going to say? I hope he is. I so hope like he is. So like they have like all these symbols in there. It's like a cross, a star, <laughs> David. And then they have this really <laughs> intricate like... <laughs> <laughs> totem situation yeah and they're like all right well the only person that has a cross is lucy or whatever the fuck her name is yeah and then they're like well we all need symbols and he points to the most intricate, intricate <laughs> well, why don't you make the hardest symbol yeah. and he's like and they're like i think i can make that oh my <laughs> and he God. makes this wicker symbol which be honest with you like just put two sticks together you have a fucking cross that's what, right. that's what I was seeing the whole time like why would you make the one that involves making three s- interlocking circles <laughs> and like way too much thread like you, you... He, like he creates like an onk out of silver it's like this weird <laughs> symbol that like is really hard and what I kept on oh, asking man. myself is why do you guys keep on not displaying your symbols on you like you just like you know what that demon's gone Time to tuck it back in the shirt. <laughs> yeah. Time yeah. to tuck yeah. it back in the shirt. It was just shirt. hanging out at all times. At all times. It's the I only thing that makes sense. I made 17 of those things and just wrapped them all over my body like I was <laughs> like a Christmas tree. They didn't have that much like thread, Mike. They, if they had gone with a non-intricate symbol, maybe they could have made 15 of them. <laughs> well, that's true, Kyle. They had to go <laughs> with the true. They had to go with the quadruple helix. <laughs> I was, yeah. I was, we used all our twine up. I bought five rolls of twine. I, it takes two just to make one. I was so baffled <laughs> by it. And then I also questioned when like he when he breaks the symbol, when he when he reaches up on his shirt and crushes it, right? Well, everybody and breaks the symbol. The, the the I'm like, so it doesn't work through clothing. No, the no, symbol every, changes every, no. when it's behind clothing. Every, everybody knows cotton is a is a barrier. <laughs> it's like putting salt on a doorway. Cotton's a barrier to it's the like, demonic arts. It's like putting kryptonite in the lead casing. It's the exact same situation. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! Is that is that a hundred percent cotton? Oh, I'm gonna break that shit right now. Crunch shit. 
<laughs> so they find a demon book. That's where we're at. Uh, if you guys were wondering, they find this demon book. They open it up, and they and it thank, smells like farts. Well, yeah, it, <laughs> yes. smells, it smells like farts. And thank God, it's littered with notes that they just keep on finding just throughout so the movie. Yeah, to drive the plot along. <laughs> they say the Lord's Prayer backwards, which releases the demons. Mm-hmm. So, oh my, the discovery of that. Hold on, I know, I know what that, I know what that is. is. Stop saying it. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, you know what? I will say this. I loved the book. Whoever like designed, she came up with the artwork for that book. I yeah. enjoyed yeah, it. it. I thought cool. it was like yeah. really yeah. cool. No, I it agree. was like good job. Whoever is working props department. It's a, it's a cool concept that we'll see come up later on in, in another film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's one, Kyle. There's one. Yeah. Okay. The book. Next, we have once you are uh, made out with. I thought it was bit at first. Yeah, okay. Well, no, he's let's, just kissing the neck. Let's, you press well, let's talk your about the lips. <laughs> the, let's talk about the lore of the, the park demons. ranger. The park ranger turns out to be the devil. The essentially the essentially. devil. Yeah. He is definitely the devil. Right. And then that's when we kind of start learning that he has uh weird magical ring powers. I don't yes. know. He's like yeah, what is the that elephant ring? ring I think it hypnotizes that. Is it an elephant ring? It is that like what an it elephant. was? I didn't know what it was. I looked like a frog on a lily pad. Yeah. So yeah, he puts this ring on and then he was touches it? the small of the the women's back and then he makes out with them. That's if you with, could call it making out. Wouldn't it be funny if if that was Satan's one flaw? He has the ability to sway the minds of kings, but he still hasn't figured out kissing. He can't make out. He the one know. thing where the devil. Why do you think like, he was banished? Damn the <laughs> damn the Lord for cursing me with this. So that's why he's taking advantage of this. He's like getting all the practice in he can. <laughs> like he's like I'm just going for it. Maybe yeah. it'll happen someday. But, but yeah, we. we we figure find, this out. We do <laughs> find out that he can only pass this this curse on through kissing, which creates an interesting point and in a por- part of the lore that I was kind of left wondering. So he he first attacks the blonde chick who's got the cross, and that mm-hmm. scares him away. Mm-hmm. Um, then later on in the film, uh, David's friend, whatever his name was, Jim, Jim, Jim is uh, Jim goes through. Oh yeah, he goes through the wall of. Uh, Reality. Yes. Yeah. We should mention there's a wall of reality. <laughs> we that probably mentioned wait, wait. there's a wall it, of reality. It, it, just, <laughs> okay. it looks like the desert, but when you pass through, you vanish, and you're in you're in basically a red filter <laughs> version of the same desert. Um, and, and while he's there, he comes across the the our state park trooper ranger guy, mm-hmm. and then this, the ranger is now impersonating him. Yes. And like all I'm wondering is like because we didn't see anything else. Like, does he have to make out with the dude as well? Like to pass on? No, Jim. I don't think so. I don't think Jim got passed on because we don't see Jim again after that. Right? Jim is definitely dead. Yeah. No, Jim. Jim, Jim, Jim is dies. reaching uh, for hope. No, he's no. reaching for a broken, yeah. uh, another symbol. broken uh, symbol. He right, made. right, 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 and that's the last you see him. So you assume that that the the devil kills him or makes him out to death. Yeah, like I don't know. I but this, he died this trait passes on to the other f- kids in the uh, film. Here, passes on to the two girls. Yeah, and they become this character in and out. They come become in and out of it. Uh, like uh, I've seen in another film, I can think of. Um, where the some like friends get possessed and they come in and out of it, where they're like, "Oh no, I'm not possessed!" Like, yeah, I'm possessed. I don't think I've seen uh, that yeah. one. Which yeah, one's that? No that's idea. called the Evil Dead. Another parallel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that. So that's two, Kyle. You should reach out to Sam Raimi on social media. Uh, actually, I've, on, according to Wikipedia, they said that they had seen the film, but they were not influenced. Like they don't remember being influenced by it. But I'm like, how? How? It could just be similar, like, experimental, like, filmmaking that they were doing at the time. There's definitely some shots in here that are, I yeah, would Yeah, I, I feel like Chris. the drawings in the book are a big one. Yeah. That was the, the one that really itself. sold me on mm-hmm. it being like, how do they not, how, if they're saying they haven't seen this film, how are they saying that? Yeah. They like, might this had have. to have stuck in there. You know, it's possible. Like, it happens with comedians, right? Like, yeah. they, they don't realize that they're stealing a joke because they've heard it. Yeah, maybe, maybe. They read about maybe they read about like this this story of this movie and were like, oh, that sounds cool. I want to do a movie like that, Dude, and then they, they just wrote their own. I think it's just the cheap way to do a film, apparently, on both sides, you know. And it's, but uh, you know, same thing where it's like the friends get possessed, and then you know, finally, I mean, before that even happens, though, there's about thirty minutes of running. Yeah, lots of running. Lots of back and forth. Yeah. Lots in, of in running. In between, man, where it's just like nothing. Jauntily skipping through Nothing's the really going on. You kind of find out that the. Uh, the well, Dodgers... I don't say nothing's going on because they fight. They fight a giant ape like creature. Not, no, that's towards the end. No, 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 no that's towards no, the beginning. No, that's well, the first creature they fight. Yeah. 
is like this weird. It's the one that's on the cover art. It's a weird ape kind of creature. It looks looks like it's pulled straight out of Time Machine. And they just scaled him up by thirty. I feet. thought all I think of was Clash of Titans. Clash yeah, of the for Titans. sure. That's well, what I thought. That there's like almost no doubt. He looked that... like a, a Morlock. That's what it was, right? Warlock or Morlock from Time Machine. Oh yeah, I guess you could say that too. Just like bigger, and then we have the uh, we have the uh, squid creature. Yeah, the, that the you just, doctor. You just see that destroy yeah. the doctor's house. That's yeah. when uh-huh. it loaded it. Yeah, you don't really yeah. see that one again. And then you have which I'm curious. Like, is that thing just wandering <laughs> through the <laughs> fucking <laughs> desert right now? Like, where's some water at? And then the blue um, actual person. Yeah, that was weird. Like the cyclops. Was yeah, the cyclops. Yeah. It's like, why didn't you guys do that the whole time? Just one, one time. Just one time for I that one. I think one time was enough. They could have done like an equinox, like the I equinox like the, character, I, the I, I, thing like that. I feel like talking about these creatures though brings us to a point in the film that I really enjoyed, which was like the special effects for the yeah. creature work for for the age and for the budget. Like it looked pretty good. Even him getting batted. The one that looked goofy as fuck is when the the laughing homeless cave dweller guy yeah. gets picked up and swung oh, around and slammed against a tree. Like that just looks cheesy. But as I will fuck. say that it was yeah. it was a cool death though. Can I, I just say that? I, I, like, there was a part of me that was kind of like that. I, it was like, cool. yeah, it looks cheap, and I think all the human bodies look weird. Yeah. Like, even when the guy tries to stab the ape, his body like is like rubber band man. He just yeah, kind of slings sure. himself. But at the same time, that death with the old man where he slams him into the ground right. did have me going like, oh shit! Yeah, like, well, he like he like hits yeah. him with a, tr- uh, a tree stump first, and his body yeah. like wraps around it. It's a it. pretty like, violent death. Yeah. But I like that. I like the special effects of this film, like yeah. the way they blended the live action with the clay. With I mean, the they have a wall of reality, Kyle. And it wasn't <laughs> polished, though. That's the thing is, it didn't even look polished. Like it, you could easily tell that this was like yeah, all you, claymation. Yeah, you, you could know? you could totally see the the obvious the, the the what do they call that when you shoot it at plates. Yeah, you could oh, see, like the, oh, yeah. Oh, you could see it was miniatures, like the sets were miniature. Yeah, but like, you see the plates blending the two scenes together pretty in the center of the frame, pretty obviously yeah. when they're when they're when they're facing off or squaring off with the creatures. But overall, like I thought, I I, I will say this: the all the miniature related stuff looked obviously bad, but yeah. the stuff that was the live action actors against the claymation, like actually looked okay. This per- the perspective, the way they shot the perspective, so that you know actual human you know real people could fight like claymation you know like it it actually they got the perspective i think right yeah i just want to know like how much the clash of the titans cost nine million nine million okay so see this is this is what i'm talking about and uh the it made 41 million in north america i i totally believe this because it was a big film right Mm -hmm. i have to imagine that like some of the appeal of this like yeah we're sitting there saying like yeah, I mean the claymation doesn't look all that great, right? But I think I'm pretty sure I was just saying how no, great no, it, it looks. No, no, it looks it looks good. But like <laughs> I'm you're sure saying, I just like said that what you were saying, like you were looking at the plates and you can see like that there's some level of it's non-polished. That's right? what I said. Yeah. Right, right, right. So like, <laughs> or you said it too. <laughs> we all said it. What I am trying to say is, is I think that when somebody like Ray Harryhausen sees it and he goes, I mean, yeah, they made some mistakes and everything like that, but how much was this film? And the guy goes like, "Yeah, six thousand dollars." That's what I was saying. I think I he... have to imagine he's just like, "God, that's a, I, I made that for fucking a hundred times more." Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think I think honestly, like the only real, real giveaway in this. Although you know, what's funny is is you bringing up Clash of the Titans. You know, I'm looking at Clash of the Titans and looking at this film. Like, I think that movie is almost kind of hurt though because it had a bigger budget, right? So it yeah. had the ability mm-hmm. to use. M- Newer technology, including like you know, using like blue screens in the backgrounds to make to create the perspective that somebody's maybe getting picked up by a giant or something. Mm-hmm. But it actually, looks worse. This film, it because it has to because it has to stay within its means. It actually looks okay or passable. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's not like they're trying to use technology that ages terribly. They're using claymation. I mean, that's that's timeless. Well, that's also you know. The film stock that they used to make this is really not great. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. shitty film. Yeah, the, I mean, the film is. I would quit if I'm gonna if I'm gonna jump on a technical train and criticize them. It's their use of of lenses. The lenses, the camera, the 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 lenses they use in the camera were pretty rough. Yeah, do they lots use of some scratches, they, lots of dirt? Yeah, yeah well, and a lot of them only had like they, you could tell, in, uh, especially the scene where they're chasing the doctor through the through the creek. Like one of the the lenses they're using, like it didn't have actual like good focus it only actually yes. had a sharp center point focus and everything on the 
everything in the like blurred as hell. Basically, three quarters of the frame around the center is blurry and fuzzy and garbage. I noticed yeah. that as well. I noticed that as well. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's just a cheap camera lens. You know what I mean? Like, but the, I mean, film stock's film stock. You know, whatever. Still, it's very impressive for sixty five hundred dollars what they were able to do. I I don't think there's kids today that you could give sixty five hundred bucks that could make a film like this. No, they they'd nope, spend no. five thousand on a red and, camera, and you absolutely could make a better <laughs> film than this for that. I, amount I will of say money. like that that is the inspiring aspect of this film. I was watching it, I was like, fuck, I could make this. You could if like, you sat yeah, down but, and but devoted the, the time. No, you couldn't. You're, you're too way, out of though. shape. Hold on. Think about it this way, though. All this, this is technology that, like, that's like us making, let's take technology from 10 years ago, right? Yeah, like yeah. Jurassic Park, which was, what did you say, $60 million? Yeah, something Imagine like we were able to make a movie on par with Jurassic Park for $60,000. Right. I would have to imagine they'd be like, what? Well, like yeah, I mean, I shit, sure, it looks fair, a, it's a I bit dated. I don't know if that's a fair comparison though, because yeah. like the thing with technology is it it, it it's compounding. It always it, it it triples year over year. You know what I mean? Like so, the technique and the skill and what goes into it gets bigger and more expensive in the short term. Whereas you know, back you're talking about the '60s, like claymation and using plates to shoot your scenes, or even very early like mm-hmm. miniature and green screen work, like. The technology didn't change a whole lot for a while. So I think it would be easier to recreate no, an expensive film then than to recreate an expensive film now. Yeah, I guess you're right, because the tool you're saying like the tools are more readily available. Back then the tools like, how about this? How about this? I'll, I'll put it this way. Camera. Yeah, I'll put it this way. The tools back then was an even playing field. Uh-huh. Whereas nowadays, like they're shooting with I mean, they're going to have a bigger budget, so they're be able to make more detailed sculptures. But you know, the amount of the amount of effects technology or talent needed to recreate special effects for an indie filmmaker is going to be a lot less than for a studio because the studio has an army and they have the best shit and the best and the best technology and the best talent. Do you think it would be pretty easy to make a Star Wars New Hope right now with like hundred thousand dollars? If you had somebody who's good at model work. Probably. You yeah. think you could? Yes. Yeah. Do you think that that film would be like, people would be like, holy shit. I don't know. No. It Costuming wouldn't, and stuff. Uh, I don't think it would turn any heads, though. They did. It's called Wing Commander. And, <laughs> Just fuck out of here. $60,000 film known as Wing Commander. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, to answer that question, yeah, because, and here's what I'll say. I mean, look at some of the fan film for, for Star Trek alone. Take Star Wars fan film, I mean. Yeah, I mean, Yeah, but both. they're not feature-length films. Some of them are. Are they? Yeah. All right. I take it back. Yeah, some of them are. There's there's people that can can pull some pretty crazy shit off. It's, All it's, right. Yeah. I th- I would say it's probably on par. I mean, you're so yeah. readily available now to, like, things that you can fucking do just with, with, like, you don't even need lenses. You can just put a fucking Snapchat filter on. It's stupid. I'm just wondering if maybe That's maybe maybe it is <laughs> a product of its times, right? Because, like, I mean, like, at the earlier, at the beginning of the show when I was like, well, like, El Mariachi doesn't have, like, explosions that were, like, groundbreaking. Like, I mean, they did anything else that had been done in a film before. The only thing that made the film unique was that he shot it on, like, a 16-millimeter Tri-X and right. did it for $3,000. Right. And people were like, well, that's pretty fucking good, even in the 90s. Like, Well, the movie yeah. was good, I guess. Uh, good enough to make any kind of uh, impression on people. You I mean, know? it made a huge impression. Yeah. And, and it led... Like an entire era Wait, of filmmaking. What would that, that be was... nowadays, though, adjusted for like inflation? That's what I'm trying to. I guess that's what I was been trying to get to. I guess this that's whole time. the. I guess it's that's like, the I, ultimate question. Does that? Can we do that now? Yeah. Of Is course. there a way that we could make? Because I feel like a film like Kung Fury, for instance, mm-hmm. like which you know it, it has renown, renown enough to get on Netflix, right? Like. It's obvious blue screen and green screen right, work. It, like, but... it, it, that's more style over substance, right? Yeah. We're talking about films that. You know, the substance is, like, so bang for your buck that you're like, holy shit, like, this changes the entire movie industry. Like, guerrilla filmmaking was, like, a big deal in the 90s. Everyone was trying to make films for rock-bottom prices. Right. And Miramax made a shit ton of money buying those films up. Yeah, the thing is, though, it, I think with the... I mean, we're going off on a whole nother tangent, no, but... I think it's kind of related to it. Yeah, because so we're I'm, talking about... We're kind I'm, of in technical I'm trying to right figure now, out, like, film. if the... Like, we were talking about the influence of this film, Right. 
We're saying that other films have done in the past. There's no doubt about it, right? The question is, like, why do people look at this film then? It takes a certain amount of commit. I think again, going back to like what I was saying earlier, the ambition side of this, mm-hmm. like actually do you know doing this, like creating this film, like it's not you know it's not the most expensive. It's not it doesn't look the greatest, but goddamn, can you see? Mm-hmm. Like somebody had an idea, you mm-hmm. know, that they really wanted to do and they shot it on film. They cut it, it. You know, it got some attention. Like nowadays, going back to the argument is like, you know, there's so much more like digital has allowed so much more to come in that it's, you know, people are making movies for six thousand five hundred dollars. Oh, there's no doubt. You know, but, but a the, lot of them look terrible. So what's the difference? This movie looks terrible. <laughs> like, That's what he's, he's saying. Yeah. What's the difference? Why aren't any of these films nowadays being considered like, this is incredible? And then going back to what I was just saying, I think you don't see the same kind of ambition in filmmaking now that you did then. You had to really want to make a film then. You asked what the... Infl- you had to really want it. You uh-huh. asked what the inflation was from uh, for, for, you know, uh, for that movie. I would say about 350000 would be the, influ- the, the, um, the cost of if you were to inflate it into for the... For what film? For this film. If you were to Equinox six thousand five hundred yeah. return it to three hundred and fifty. Yeah, in the eighties. If you were to if you were to inflate it in the eighties, how much it would cost to make this film in the eighties? It'd be oh, three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, that's what Evil Dead cost to make. No, that's not. <laughs> that makes no sense. That, that wasn't even a, a real point. Stupid. It's funny though. Cody just wanted to be in the conversation. He just, he just had to drop another Evil Dead reference. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's same a, movie. That, that's an interesting <laughs> conversation that we've had before, which is you know what takes why 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 take one film that has take two films that are full of ambition, Evil Dead. One of them. Equinox. Turns into a complete shit bag, and the yeah, other one becomes a part of the Criterion catalog. Like, wait, wait, like we've talked about a film, yeah. uh, uh, but the Palma film, uh, Phantom of the Paradise. Phantom of the Paradise. Why does Phantom of the Paradise? Why for years it was just this forgotten film? It didn't do it like what. And Rocky Howard, like a year later, comes out, and it's just like gangbusters. Yeah, like right, like what happened? I mean, there couldn't yeah. be that big of a difference in budget really between the two not. films, and like in and terms he- of. Subject matter, pretty similar. Yeah. yeah. Pretty similar. Like, I mean, they both take a bunch of risks. I would say the music in uh, Phantom of the Paradise is, like, arguably way better. I would agree with that. <laughs> right? Like, so what was it that, like, like that's the question, right? Yeah. Like, what makes something a cult classic? What makes it a Criterion classic? What makes it a cult classic? Yeah, like, but, I... like, let's be honest. None of us would have seen this film if it wasn't for Criterion putting it out. Like, according to this, it was a midnight movie. So, yes, there. I'm sure there are cult film fans out there that, like, specialize and they, they, they search out for this kind of stuff. But the only reason I found this film yeah. was because, like, Criterion had put it out and I kind of heard it on the message board. But let's be honest, I wouldn't have followed through with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where I've been like, yeah, maybe I'll check it out. And I just forget fucking it log it and forget it. Yeah. And then I saw it and I was like, that looks familiar. Oh, I'll pick it up. And now it's on the show. Mm-hmm. But, like, again, like, Seeing I'm, it, there, there's no way I'm denying that it doesn't deserve a cult following, or that it didn't have some sort of you, special. Yeah. It's not. There's. It's special. You know. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Cody. Mm-hmm. So what makes it? It sounds like to me that you're saying what makes it special is basically the ambition of the filmmakers and what they were able to pull off. Maybe not so much the film itself, but what they were able to achieve on such a, a on a, such a low budget. Guys, is that I what we're hard, saying? I have a hard time with that, though. You're looking at other films that have equal ambition and arguably might have better performances or a better script, but this film definitely lacks on acting and on script. The story is a little ambitious and the and the production is very ambitious on on that budget. So it's just it just kind of boggles my mind, you know. Everything you said can th- that you just said though I can also relate and I'm sorry just to bring this up though I can, I can also relate to everything you just said with the Evil Dead. No, that's not true. Here's the thing. First of all, Evil Dead was critically acclaimed even when it came out. Yeah, I no, yeah, no, it is. This film, I, d- I mean, I don't think it was. I don't think it was. I've, ne- I don't know that it was critically acclaimed. No, I think it, it was no, 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 in a midnight, midnight movie, movie. What I, no, right? No, what I, what I mean as far as like, here's a low budget film. Right, that has a very similar story. Yeah, but that it, was very ambitious. That, that like fucking recreated how people fucking shot things on film because of the fucking just going through the woods alone in Evil Dead. Like, sure. right. like did this innovative stuff that inspired films later on. You could say the same thing about Equinox. Like that's what I'm, that's the parallels that I'm connecting there. As much as we wanted to deny how much they're alike, 
They're very similar. <laughs> My God. <laughs> I just think that the story has enough like little things that you think are the s- similar, but it's not like it's not hundred percent. I don't no. think Evil Dead watched like Sam Raimi watched this movie and was like, "We're doing all those I things." I don't know, no. man. There's a lot <laughs> of similarities. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. I kind of agree. This is 1970. This is 1970, and Evil Dead was what? 1981. Yeah. Yeah. So 11 years later, that's that's not unheard of that they would have seen it at age 13. Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying. I I know. I agree. I agree with what you're saying. What Mike said is boom shakalaka. Why? What? And then I said, (laughs) and then as he dunked it in your face, Chris, I said, is it the shoes? (laughs) shoes. That's not how I meant to to come off, Chris. I I, know. I I know. And I'm trying to take it back because you fucking threw me off now, Cody. <laughs> uh, I just think it's possible that it could be co- it could be coincidental. Maybe other films were influenced by this. That Sam, Ray, maybe it wasn't this particular one, but this film, 1970, sometime between 70 and 80. Yeah, you I mean, know, you can go to the best answers. Go to the source. Like, what has he said they, influenced this I, film? From what I've yeah. what I've read, uh, he let said me this see one here. didn't. <laughs> He said, uh, let me see here. Due to the similarities in plot, Equinox is believed to have inspired Evil Dead that this has not been confirmed. It, it, it was seen by members of the crew of Evil Dead before production. Uh, so this is, I've seen Equinox at least twice in the drive-in before making Evil Dead. I don't recall having a discussion with Evil Dead director Sam Raimi, but the similarities are remarkable. I think they come from a low-budget nature of both films. Uh, that is, a few characters, an isolated, inexpensive, inexpensive location, and ambitious special effects. Yeah. Which I agree. Uh, that both films all have, so do the filmmakers now. Yeah. Uh, all in all, Equinox did inspire me to continue my goal of making movies. If they can do it, that was Tom. Tom. Yeah. Savini. Oh, Tom Savini. Yeah. You, you said it like like I should know it just based yeah, on the first name. that was Tom. Name. You know, good old Tom. You know, Tom. Tom. Oh, key, not, grip, key grip number two, Tom. No, so on a first name actually, basis, are you? We actually don't know if Ramey has seen it or not. This is from the special effects guy. So, right, you know, we don't know, and it's it's it, but it does beg the question. It does beg the question if they did or not, you know, see it, and then just fucking Quentin Tarantino does all the fucking time, dude. Every movie he sees, he yeah, fucking but Quentin remakes. Tarantino, I think, well, like you'd be like, where'd you get that scene from? Oh, it's from this film. Like, yeah, he'll fucking own it. Yeah, he he does not. Yeah, I feel like he's the type of guy that's like, well, I was listening to this Wu Tang song. <laughs> <laughs> and then my it was eight o'clock, and I was super high. Yeah, and uh, then I thought of Lady Snowblood, and uh, I called up Uma Thurman. Like, I feel like that's how he <laughs> yeah. every film he ever does is he's high and listening to Wu-Tang. and watching Lady Snowblood. <laughs> watching Lady Snowblood. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll rate this Mammer Jammer. guys we're back what do you say we rate this mammer jammer i'm ready all right mike what are we rating this film i think in in honor of congo uh (laughs) we'll take it back and we're gonna call this blue gorillas instead of gray gorillas oh they're bigger and they're more dangerous and they also come from satan but you know there were no blue gorillas around that diamond i will say this we didn't talk about this a little bit a stick, really? That's the only thing that kills this thing yeah that was was a a good stick yeah but it went from a weak ass twig to like you know like a battering ram. No. Yeah. You know like, what though? That's this this should be proof positive. You should always carry a buck knife on you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I also want to talk about that bamboo. scene. That scene is funny because I like how Jim is the one that crafts the spear and then he runs up and Dave is just like, "Here, give me the spear. You go up and distract him." There's a part of me that we're going to be like, hey, "You know what? Fuck you, man. Yeah, like I, just, I made the spear. I can go and stab this thing. Why do you got to be the fucking <laughs> You know why? I figured this out during the film, but it's a, it's a funny thing that I feel like kind of happens in early like 60s and that just kind of eras. It's because Dave is a geologist. He knows science, bro. <laughs> and so, of course he's going to stab that yeah, fucking monkey. Of course I'm going to be the one with all of the plans. All right, let's rate it, Cody. I went to school. I got that in my system. I'll go first. Um, man... I wish I would have watched it with people. You said that before we watched it. Yeah, we I watched thought, it with yeah, someone. I, it, I think you're 100% correct. I've had more fun talking about the movie than watching the movie. Uh, it, it, the thing about this movie is it drags, man, and then things just get so intertwined because all the people are doing is running. <laughs> like, 
and then you forget like what's happening and then just you're like okay there's a blue guy um there's things i respect about this film don't get me wrong they made it on a super low budget and they did some some uh some cool things with it and we didn't even talk about what i thought was the coolest creature that gave me nightmares and that was the devil when it was flying <laughs> yeah it literally gave me nightmares last night i had nightmares about it uh it was a lot more scarier in my nightmares than on screen but I still bet. caused me to have a nightmare because it looks so it grabs people with It looks like talents. the winged creature from the first Blood it, Game I, you know, from 1992. What, yeah. What I, <laughs> I was like, it's the Jersey Devil. That's what I kept on thinking. Oh, my God. Um, for me, I'd have to settle on a two with this film. I don't think it's something I'm going to pick up again. I respect what they did. But, man, it, I, I just got to watch it with people maybe to enjoy it, to riff on it. But, yeah, two for me. Solid two. Uh, Chris, you got a goofy smile yeah, on your face. because uh, you're saying a lot of how I feel, a lot of things that I wanted to say. Like... I love, you know, like the creativity with the animation and those scenes. Um, I hate the fucking characters in this movie. I, and there is a lot of running and it, it does drag. Um, it's not like a it's not a bad film or a film I would say don't watch because it does have like a lot of merit to the, like the filmmaking part of it. Um, and I could see why it's a cult film just because it's so silly. Like there was definitely scenes where I was like dying laughing because it was so bad. So grown worthy. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's not something I'm probably going to come back to, you know, real soon. It, it was just a little too slow for me. So, um, I'm going to sit a 2.5. I think it's a little, a little bit better, like just the ambition part of it. But, uh, yeah. Kyle. Yeah. I'm going to come out at 2.5 on this as well. Um, you know, the things I really did appreciate about it was the ambition in the filmmaking. I thought the special effects were, for the time and for the budget, pretty good. Like I, I really loved what they did with the claymation work and they and and you know c- creating the perspective so it looks like the guys are actually fighting some like you know fourteen foot tall creature. I thought that was done well. Yeah, the, a lot of the characters in, in this film, well, not a lot. All the characters in this film are kind of flat and cardboard and boring. They're they're bad actors. They're not actually actors, I don't think. Like just looking at their performance. Um but here's the thing. Like we do cult film and review. I don't know how many number of movies I've watched where the acting is just piss poor. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of what 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 you get when you go with, enter into this kind of films in this category. I do think it's an important film that people should watch because for the for the one aspect which is like when i was watching it i got this real sense that like man i could probably make this with my friends and that's kind of inspiring and that aspect of it i gotta give it merit for like it's a film that inspires others and it has a history of doing that it has a history of inspiring others to make it better take what they did it's a great recipe let's make it better and that 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 speaks volumes i think for any film so yeah 2.5 from me i'd say definitely check it out Mike? All right, I'm going to go, like, a little higher, but not much. I'm going to give it a three. And I th- and I think, I really do think it's because of, this is the second time I've watched it. I think I could have easily have came out on a t- it w- came out with a 2.5 uh, the first time, if this was my first viewing of it, since I was forcing myself to watch it a second time. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, like, there are things that you kind of pick up, and, yeah, you guys are right. Like, it drags, right? And... I also agree with Cody. Like I was the one that told you, like you should probably watch this with with some people because it, like going back to it, it's like this weird thing where it's like, yeah, there are moments where it's Mono's hands of fate bad, mm-hmm. right? But like it also does all this weird shit that's good, so it just doesn't fall. It it's like a weird, fucked up roller coaster ride where you're like, dude, either be good or bad. Like don't fucking play with my emotions, you know? Um, and I think that's why it it. It's a Criterion collection, and it will never probably reach that. Like, have you ever seen this film? It's so bad, it's good. Like, I just don't see it. Yeah, it's weird. It's like it. It like somehow discredits it from that, but yeah. it shouldn't. Maybe is what I'm saying. But um, that's I, why I think I give it a three because like they're, I guess it's more of an interesting watch mm-hmm. than it is like a good one. And I yeah, for all the reasons you said, like it can inspire you to some extent. We're like, holy shit, man! Like these guys, you see, you see the idea, you see them shooting for the stars, and it's kind of just cool to see them even get halfway there. I suppose. So yeah, that's it. Uh, let me ask this question: End of the show. Uh, let's figure it out. I think I know the answer though that everyone's gonna have. Is this a cult film, Kyle? 
I think it is. I think it is for all the reasons that I just mentioned in my in my review. I think it's I, I think it's a film that had a certain level of ambition that was able to inspire. There's a lot of films that are incredibly ambitious but don't inspire. It actually just well, if it inspires anything, it inspires people like let's not make that shit. That's terrible. This film had there was some some weird mystical recipe that was put in this picture that made people like other better filmmakers look at it and be like, okay, I see what they're doing, and I think that kind of propels it into that kind of cult film status. Of course, yeah, I think so. I think it's got it's got uh, some important things about it that that would make it a cult film, like you said, the inspiration that it casts, you know, on on other filmmakers. Um, I yeah, I think it also comes from an era where doing some weird shit like this, like kind of has now become, you know, very interesting looking back on it. You know, a lot of these things that were lost, you know, or super low budget at the time are now kind of getting a little shine. So um, I think, yeah, I, I mean, it's not going to be a, you know, a mega cult film, but it definitely belongs in the library. I'd agree. I agree with both of you guys. I think it does belong in the library. Mike? Like, it. I mean, definitely. I I think it definitely is. Um, but more so for the reason, like, and here's a weird thing that I've noticed about Google. There are very few films that when you type it in, you look for the genre, it, like, literally says cult film on there. Yeah. Like, even Rocky Howard Picture Show is is just listed as, like, a musical comedy. But that's, like, if you ask anybody what a cult film is, it's, like, almost the go-to quintessential answer, yeah. right? So, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of funny that, like, if you – if you it must be a cult film if Google considers <laughs> something as mainstream as Google's, like, that's a cult film. There's no other reason why people would be watching this fucking film. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems weird to me. Because but, Google yeah. said so. <laughs> yeah. That's what that's my answer. Google told me. That's it, guys. That's our show for this week. Do me a favor. Head over to social media. Follow us at cultfilm underscore review on Instagram and Twitter. You can also follow us on Facebook. Facebook. We got a Twitter. I already mentioned that. We got a YouTube. <laughs> we got all the social media. Yeah, two Twitters actually. <laughs> Twitter is Cold Film and Cold Film 2. <laughs> Go to our YouTube page. Like and subscribe there. Then when you're done with that, head over to uh, uh, redbubble.com. Purchase a shirt. We got the you know, classic design. Get the classic logo. You can get a Meg Foster one. Uh, there's 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 tons of shirts there. Go check those out. Uh, and then you can follow Kyle. Ah! You can follow me on Instagram at coltfilm underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris at coltfilm underscore Chris on Instagram. You can follow Mike at Mike Salute you on Twitter. And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram and Snapchat. That's our show for this week. Remember, guys, if you're going to join a cult, make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next time. Hey guys, welcome to Col- fucking A. Here we go, one more time. <laughs>